this podcast exists and has no real actual ads on it because of our Patreon. You can support us over at patreon.com forward slash null plus void. You look good. Yeah. Looks good. You know what? You look better than you sound. Yeah. Hi, puppy. Hey, you did this to me. But I did it to myself because I love him. Well, you shouldn't put your face in his coat. Yeah, I don't know. I. It's fine. There's. I feel like there's. Get out. <laughs> there's two types of people. They're both allergic. They're the ones who go. I can't have animals in my life, and they're they just put this bubble around them, and they want to stay protected. Or they're the ones who go, no, animals are amazing, and it's worth all the pain to put myself through. Yeah, um, I think everyone's allergic to. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And some level, but mine, mine do this is weird. And like was here all week, all totally fine. And for whatever reason, just this morning, Rick's just, he unleashed the sickness. I wonder if he just came into your room and sat on your face or something. I think so. I, who knows? I, why does the body? Do I woke up and he was does? standing on my chest one time. It's also been freezing here. I haven't been eating great. I haven't been drinking a lot of water. You can sound like it's a prison. No, no. I mean, it's I've been, a prison for. A... I haven't been eating healthily. Oh no. Yeah, I've no. I've been eating well, but I've also I've had about a thousand times more donuts than I'm used to in a given week. Mm-hmm. So I've had three <laughs> with donut. Hole. Um, but no, I I I think we were saying like, yeah, we could do three of these. I think that'd be okay. And you're like, no. I want to talk about the metaverse. And I'm like, yes. I just kept reading it and getting pissed off. Oh, that's why is that always the impetus for him? Like, I think as you see what it is, or I guess like what, Andy Rooney. There are a lot of know nothing boobs who don't appreciate the modern art being put up in public places in all our cities. I know this is true because I'm one of those know nothing boobs. Viewers send me things all the time, and it makes me cranky because it's stuff I don't want. It's too good to throw away. Tonight, we have a big surprise, a wonderful surprise. Mr. O.J. Simpson himself has promised to come in for a no-holds-barred interview. Well, no, Andy Rooney's like, I'm old and I don't like this. You're more of like, this is all bullshit and it's just deflection yeah. <laughs> from this company's trying to hide it. It's They're like, stop living in the past of all the horrible things we did and are still doing and embrace metaverse. And people are like, what's happening? It, it's doing this while you're... Doing something over here. So and what did you call it earlier? You called it uh, running and it's like, cutting and running. Cutting and C- running. Kind of. It's a form of it. It's metaverses. I mean, I look. I'm with them. I'm like, yeah. The name Facebook doesn't really work, but I think you just renamed it FB. You know. Mm-hmm. But then I guess people might think you're fine, brothers. Or just F. Yeah. We're F just, you. We're just the big F you. Yeah. Exactly. Like we're the big F. Something like that. But. Meta is such a a huge pivot, especially for such a big company that you know you have to know that strategically part of it was this name is so tainted. We need some some new corporate identity. We're not going to fix the actual problems. Like right. we're not going to address the underlying the blood in this company that makes things awful culturally and the the lack of. Uh, you know, I guess responsibility we take for 
all I mean, oh look. <laughs> I'm on there are there are both sides of that thing. Like, yeah, Facebook doesn't do jack shit uh as far as like reining in bozos with you know the misinformation and harassment and all the stuff, blah blah blah. But keep also going. like you're trying to yeah, keep going. And you're trying to but, but you're also people should be uh, you know, people should read some books and, uh, you know, get some education, but it gets harder and harder to get. So they can't, so they just get dumber and dumber. And so it's this dual force that Facebook solution is like, Oh, let's just change our name. We're not going to address any of the problems, but it's going to be 3d. Uh, <laughs> kind of. I, I, I think any, I'm, I'm doing, all, I'm, painting with a wide brush here any great mind any yeah any innovator any any steve jobs keep type going i like what you're saying i think because we still have evolved monkey brains that aren't quite where they need to be there are some people who feel enlightened or at least have a vision and they're frustrated because the rest of the world doesn't understand it and so when there's all this stuff of all the, you know, pile on all the things Facebook has done because that's just kind of what happens when a corporation gets so big. They're like, these will all be forgivable 10,000 years from now when, you know, a, an avatar of uh, Josh Dumal sucking me off yeah. <laughs> in a Las Vegas casino that's perfectly from the movie Casino. Like, don't you see? And like, no, I don't because I only see what's in front of me or what daily newsfeed is dripping into me, you know, who, who got stampeded at a concert or whatever and they're just like these are the, the these are the steps we need to take these are the uh the bodies that we must pave over in order to move forward and so yeah the the weird zuckerberg types of the world probably are like i have to shut this world out i have to shut this noise out and what i'm doing is right but you also have to, like any i mean when i say great minds great leaders that includes dictators uh -huh. who go like you know, the dictators never saw themselves as the bad guys. So in their mind, they're like, metaverse is the future. This is where it's okay. Which they're not wrong, but I think it's, it's for me, it looks irresponsible because you're just, you're trying to come, you're trying to commercialize shutting everything out and creating a, a utopia, literally putting on rose tinted glasses, goggles or whatever. like just head in the sand uh, yeah. ignoring except it's head in the box. Yeah. Head in yeah. the box or, you know, sleek, cool glasses that you put on. But yeah, that, that's what I was telling you. Like, I think the metaverse is cool or the idea of it. Um, but I still think it looks a lot like cutting and running. It looks like, well, that we can't fix this problem. So let's just, we'll add another layer of paint onto the house, even though the foundation is rotten. And you start seeing like the, the foundation issues leak through when like that, that woman, she was like a beta tester for whatever their VR world is, Event Horizon or whatever they call it. <laughs> Which and, Horizons, right? Or, it's Horizon something. Yeah. And she's like walking around in it and she gets sexually groped. She gets, well, they said she gets virtually groped. Okay. And they still didn't explain what happened. I guess you usually don't. Well, no, in cases it'll be like, yeah, I grabbed her buttocks or whatever they'll say. But like, in virtual groping, you have to say like what happened because no one knows what that fucking means. Like, right? I, that's probably not programmed into the 
game, so it's someone manipulating. I don't know this game. I, I assume it's... Neither, I don't know the rules. I don't know the physics. I don't know... What I assumed it was is some guy came and teabagged her, and <laughs> she, she didn't play you know shooting games. So she's like, "Why is this happening to me?" Right. But I I don't know because but I don't have the, context. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's that's the reskinned VR chat that I heard about because VR chat's been around for a while. I think mm-hmm. Facebook just bought it, reskinned it, and said Metaverse. And we're like, we're still so far away from what it's what the vision is supposed to be, but. In the meantime, yeah, people are going to be getting teabagged and groped, or um, their personal space will be invaded. But what well, was what was her solution? Well, no, she, yeah, the whole thing was okay. Uh, the band aid we're going to put on this is we're going to put what the equivalent is of a four foot bubble around you virtually. Nice. So, I guess if it's a stranger or someone not in your trusted network, which you know, I think you can get groped by anybody. So, uh, you know, who knows? Right. That probably won't work. It's usually like, someone you know. Yeah. And so there'll be whatever four feet is in event horizon, you know, that the person will just, then it'll just be that person just gyrating mm-hmm. and like doing that kind of stuff. And no touch. Yeah. You'll have to look around away from them. But in the virtual world, unlike the real world, they can like fly and transport. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and they could just turn into a giant penis that wags at you, and then you have to block them or shadow ban. Well, yeah, I was, I was saying the, I think the solution there is you start to, you get meta with the metaverse where you, what one person sees is not what another person sees. So the person who's, you know, d- the detects that you're, you're doing unsavory things, but the other person sees you doing like a happy dance or you're giving them flowers or like it, you just, you're just changing the reality. And then the person who's being doing horrible behavior is being like applauded and like, you're so great, but it's all fake. It's all, well, it kind of turns into like ghost dad or something like shadow, shadow banning. (laughs) Well, here's my equivalent. So shadow banning in the regular world is just like, okay, you type stuff. You don't know that people aren't seeing it. But if you're shadow banned in the metaverse, it's like ghost dad, for a lot of reasons, because you're drifting around, no one can see you, you're like, you're having a great time, and you're still exposing yourself to others. <laughs> they just can't see you. You're, you're still putting the thing yeah, in the drink. I, yeah, was that the plot point of Ghost Dad? Was he was... Yeah, he's, he's, he's a ghost in, yeah. putting uh, roofies and quaaludes and girls' drinks. A romance to keep alive. <laughs> and a secret to keep. The movie was ahead of its time it was, in a lot of ways. It was a think piece. Yeah, uh... I feel like you have to do that because like we said, the foundation is rotten, which is going to be, you're not, you can do, you can, the bubble I think is a, a, a great reactionary oh, method. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. so fun seeing the reactionary, just the patches in the dam, mm-hmm. you know, it's because yeah, at the end of the day, you can't stop people from being awful, but I guess you can put them in their own purgatory and they don't know they're in purgatory. So that's probably what it's going to look like but this whole conversation started because we still want to do those wikipedia articles that we did for rook but the 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 joy of those is okay what's a futuristic wikipedia article where you get to invent history but you do it in this really streamlined way and i mentioned saying i saw something something about the metaverse forget exactly what it was um but i said like i can't wait to see the first trial in the metaverse and then you sent me something of like some guy like a hitman, like asking, how do I murder people in the metaverse uh-huh. or something like that? I'm like, Oh my God, it's only a matter of time. Well, the hitman stuff is funny because like 
the the whole thing I I think anyone wants in a game usually are stakes. Like whether they can yeah. put a finger on it or not is you want to have some sort of way to die or or take a, a hit or something like that. Otherwise, right. you're you're essentially metaverse is playing on cheat mode, god mode because mm-hmm. you can't be killed. You know, you can't. Uh, you have yeah. Well, it's, except it's, the money thing. Right, well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's why survival games are so popular. Things like Eve Online, where it's like one server, one life, and if you lose it, you got to start all over. And it's yeah. like that's what makes it, you know, it makes it fun for people. For some people, that's not for me, and it makes it fun for some a lot of people to watch. That's right. why like battle royales are so popular because it's that whole thing about you know you versus a hundred and the stakes are so high, but. In something where you can respawn over and over and over, it's just not as much fun to watch. No, and and I was thinking about like in in the metaverse. So originally, a long time ago, there was this guy. Uh, so the, these parents had this kid who was just spending all their time in fucking WoW and wouldn't leave the room or whatever, and mm-hmm. just hated the parents. And the parents just didn't turn off the internet. I don't know what what the deal was. They didn't. So the that. easier route for them was they hired this professional hitman in WoW to find their son and destroy him constantly wherever he appeared Mm -hmm. and take him out to demoralize him and make him never want to play the game again. And it took, I think, I don't know, three or four months and... But eventually it, it worked. Like the kid, ref- he was like, fuck this, fuck it. Like, I don't want to touch that game anymore. And they paid the hitman, you know, whatever they paid him. And it's I was so much more complicated. I know. Just, just, just putting up a, a firewall that says Warcraft Or having work a discussion anymore. with your kid. Like <laughs> yeah. that's cutting and running. You know, it's, it's not yeah. like, it's creating this elaborate solution that I ended up writing a script with uh, a couple of friends about it, you know, mm-hmm. that was based on it. But, um, yeah, it's completely like it's pushing that off and and going the some other band aid route, a very creative one. And I mean, it's really funny to think of this guy just destroying this kid constantly in this game. But like yeah. in the metaverse, you know, you're gonna want. I, I imagine since <laughs> I imagine since people have avatars and whatever, like, and you, people are gonna be just as pissed off at each other as they <laughs> are now. You'll yeah. like you will target people and you'll follow them around. And it's not like there's something visual about it that takes it to the next level. Because if it's a, if it's a username or it's a whatever, you know, I I imagine it's going to be harder to change avatars, but I don't know. Like, I mean, the the whole thing is right now it's a buzzword and it's, it's for me, it's the same as, um, you know, everyone's trying to crack this nut, whether it's crypto or, uh, game streaming services, you know, if it's Stadia or Xbox Cloud or whatever, it's you're like you're talking about the, like the keys, like the uh, the random. No, no, no. Well, I'm saying there's there's different technologies that people are trying to crack because they want that next thing. So, uh-huh. like, I was saying crypto and blockchain. Those like everyone's trying to figure out like what's going to be the one, or is it all of them, or we still don't know yet. You know, NFTs, it's all new. And then um, Google just announced they're closing down Stadia which is their cloud streaming. So you don't actually own the console. You're getting a video feed of a console in a server farm somewhere and it's sending video, but it's just not as good. Uh Everyone's trying to figure that out because once you do that, you kill piracy, you control the entire ecosystem. The problem is it just plays like shit. The Xbox one is actually not bad. It's actually fairly decent. And like it all signs point to it's going there. We're just waiting for that thing so like metaverse it's like 
look, we're still trying to figure out how VR headsets work. Mm-hmm. We're still like, like the quest is pretty cool and it's close, but it's still like, you're still going to walk into your wall, you know, like the controllers aren't that great. The first, and the first murder in the metaverse, it's like, what, what does that look like? It's you, I don't know, you somehow, I mean, it's got to be some sort of virus thing that, that you can see that it destroy it. You'd have to create the death sequence you know so yeah. it, it, you'd have that satisfying visual element but behind the scenes it'd be yeah. you know destroying their fucking computer and you're like well, so, so the, i was saying what's probably going to happen it'll all be it'll all play together i i don't think whatever facebook is building is going to be the one i think it's going to be a sort of a blockchain run thing it's just slowly killing the world mm-hmm. or quickly killing the world but it, it is something like that where there are stakes and it's not a company creating a walled garden and being like, oh, no, 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 you can't – we're not going to animate. You're not going to put in a death animation. Like, no, it's going to be created by the people. It's going to be a Web3 backed thing where when you die, you lose your house or you lose your home. Like, it's going to – Or you, add, you lose your coin purse or whatever. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. You can get robbed in this thing. Or Which would whatever. be fucking awesome. I Yes and no. <laughs> Well, I mean, it depends if you're doing the robbing or not, but yeah, like, I mean, it'd be awesome to hold up. Maybe that's the first thing is the first mugging in, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, virtual space. Well, like, you kind of, you get tastes of that in, what is it, Grand Theft Auto Five? They they have the, um, I don't know if you ever did this, but on GTA Online, it was like, you can rob stores. Yeah, yeah. And they have the mic input, and the louder you yell, the faster, the faster they put the, yeah. yeah, and I was like, okay, we're getting there. Well, that's <laughs> the thing is, I wish Facebook yeah. would have just... Look, I hate Facebook and Meta, but if they would have bought Rockstar and the whole Grand Theft Auto engine and be like, this is what we're building it off yeah. of, I'd be like, you know, I like where they're going with it. Right. Everyone's a criminal. Yeah, everyone's all, a criminal. They're all flying. They all have bad skin. Yeah. yeah that's probably more what it's going to look like. But like, we're still years and yeah, years away from this stuff. So in a way, whatever company rises from the ashes of Facebook because they're losing a bunch of money. On the stuff, I, I'm not saying they're going to go away or anything, but like, I think they're creating the building blocks for what the world will eventually, whatever this matrix metaverse thing, whatever it ends up being, it's like, you're already seeing it. You're seeing people glued to their phones and mm-hmm. like, you know, you'll, so there'll be a car crash out in the distance and they won't notice. So it's like, we're not that far removed from being able to just strap something to our head or their glasses or whatever. And you're just sucked in this world and is going to have real life consequences. I quantum computing is going to play a part in it somewhere where there's some digital nut that we cannot crack because we can't even see it yet. But once that happens and it all becomes this seamless thing, then we'll have, the then we'll have the trial. Like in the, the vein of meta, you know, metaverse or whatever, it's like snow crash, right? That's what it was based on where there's a virus that, kills people in the metaverse, but then kills you in real life, which is, you know, another thing like the matrix took from and all that. So it's like, is that what we're talking about? Or is it like they killed my avatar, but now that my avatar is that I can't represent myself. So there needs to be a trial that I can like a, like a ghost dad I can watch. Yeah. I don't know. Is that what it looks like? I think at first it is, it's basically like if, you know, I think they have trials in like second life or something, or like there's some sort of, you know, Basically, people gather around you and go, get the fuck out of here because we're tired of you jumping on the table while we're trying. Like, right. when I was in college, we had this class that would meet in the, in the uh, in Second Life. And there would always be, because you just do whatever, like, the 
professor would be talking and not paying attention and people would just be jumping like on tables yeah, and doing whatever. Always. And like, you know, eventually if you're just being too much of an asshole, people will just gather around you like sim style or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, get the mob, fuck out. mob like, justice at court. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was telling you, I was like imagining like big trials if they, if they were now having the metaverse and like the OJ Simpson trial, like mm-hmm. being able to pick your avatars while you're doing <laughs> like, like Johnny Cochran just, he just shows up as Martin Luther King, yeah. like during the trial, and but like in a teddy bear outfit. So yeah, it's just like, it's like ooh me. Yeah. <laughs> and Aww. OJ sitting there in his his Buffalo Bills uniform mm-hmm. and his helmet, just like you know. But so it's like a nice, like big helmet. It's like comical, like a child. The, you know, like the NFT Heisman that's yeah. just sitting <laughs> on the desk, and he's just like, well, and the jury's like, okay, um, yeah, that's right, yeah, and. uh and then Marsha Clark or whatever, she's like a bald eagle with an American flag. And, right. and everything she says, she's like, bah, bah, you know? and uh, Chris Darden is just a much smaller eagle or, uh, yeah. I don't know, or it's just Chris Darden. Yeah. He's, he like, just, he's like, this is awesome. I couldn't fucking, find an avatar. <laughs> this, is, this is really fucking suit. Can I just do my job? <laughs> they, uh, they get like Mark Furman up there or whatever. And he's, uh, they, they're telling like, what was they saying? Like, like, well, they, they find all the times he said the N word, and but or like they they play it like in a what was it? They just they well, have all the evidence. They they have like every time you use the N word, like in games and everything else like that. But the defense yeah. is like, Your Honor, we can't. This is not admissible because we've all said the N word in <laughs> games, and we can't. And like they're like, but he also had a blackface avatar. And they're like, again, yes. Your Honor, we have all appropriated. <laughs> These things, and they're like, okay, so like Mark Furman isn't even a factor anymore. They're just like, right. it's he, online is so racist. They're like, yeah, you know. it's just it, like, look, is he any worse than anyone yeah, of any, any one of your peers? Yeah, and the jury is just like jumping in place. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I do, I do like the idea of a, a metaverse trial, just looking like a fever dream of where, like, well, especially when all of the like. <laughs> Like OJ's defense team doesn't coordinate and they all show up as Martin Luther King one day and they're all sitting there just, you know, and just everyone like, and it, when they walk you through the crime, like each juror has to be Nicole and Ron Goldman, mm-hmm. you know, so like so they see it from their, they say it from their perspective and the, def- the prosecution can make the killer like a double OJ, you know, like uh-huh. he's just like even bigger and he's got like a chainsaw or whatever. They can yeah, dramatize, dramatize yeah. it. Whatever. We're like, we're not saying this happened, but this is what could have happened. Yeah. And you're just burning these images into people's mind. And they're like, but no, this, you know, then the defense says like, well, no, this could have happened. They're like a, yeah, a rogue pigeon drops like some scissors. They fall. And then a tornado comes and takes the evidence away. And you see all, you know, yeah, that could have happened. No, it, well, it's like Nicole and Ron Goldman show up talking about how they, you know, they're really jealous of how great a football player OJ is and how yeah. such a great hurt spokesman he is. Mm-hmm. And they should do something about him and take him out. And they like, you know, they have like pipes and all this other weaponry or whatever. Right. And, and OJ sitting there like he's about to write a check to charity <laughs> and they, they attack him. And he, yeah, that'd be great. Like, trials of the future where it, it is just a complete mockery and a joke at this point when they're just like, let me paint a picture for you. And it's doing it in real time. And you're just seeing the most asinine incorrect things, but it's just because it's like, instead of theater of the mind, it's just theater of the unreal engine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm more trying to realistically. Right. 
a trial will only make sense if it, there is like, that's what I'm saying. Like when, if, and when the metaverse becomes like the internet where it is a, it's not really a regulated thing, but there is some sort of enforcement around it. And the government just carves out their own little window and they're like, okay, we have to show up to court. Like, right. They have trials over zoom. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you can show up to court in person. That's going to take forever. Or you can quickly do it in the metaverse, which won't be called metaverse. You know, you just, you can do it online and then it's like, please dress nice. And you have to like dress your avatar in a suit and all that stuff. And so it's like, but they give, but the government has only like gives you $5 for an avatar. So you, right. Yeah. <laughs> the jurors only get $2 and 50 cents a day. Yeah, It's to, an ill fitting avatar. It doesn't quite, <laughs> it's like old used avatars that have been sold. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Just crusty old, like, well, they're old characters too. Mm-hmm. Like it's whatever didn't work. Like Disney characters that didn't catch on. So they're like, you get that at a, you know, whatever you say that, but they, they still just hold on to everything. Right. I, I guess it, it's going to be stuff that's in public domain. Right. So it's it's like, public domain avatars. It's just everyone's Tarzan or Winnie the Pooh. Uh-huh. <laughs> just like, well, they're available, but yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's going to be a, a lawless land and, things like ready player one, try to paint this picture where it's like, it's all owned by one corporation. Like they can try, but I think more realistically what's going to happen is it's going to just be a, a wild West. It's going to be a big open area that it costs money to buy. Like there, there need to be stakes. It needs to be like, like crypto or anything like that. You need to invest into it. And you're like, I'm going to buy a stake of land here and I'm going to open a business and all sort of stuff. And it's like, well, where does it go? It's like, it just goes into the, uh, economy, whatever mm. it looks like. Like I said, I'm, I'm not qualified to talk about this sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah it's, it's it, a lot, a lot of really smart people will figure this thing out and gas prices will just go through the roof because <laughs> of the energy costs. I was saying like, it'd be really cool to, I mean, it'd be when you go to like Russia's version of the metaverse and you're there, like dealing with that, like they're uh, just any kind of like, the hope would be I, I could go to like you know communist China's metaverse and go in there and see what's going on. And You'd then, be able to peek over the firewall, yeah, the great firewall, the great China. firewall. Yeah, man, you're just like like huh. They all look happy. It's weird. <laughs> There's a lot of cameras. they're all pandas. What is that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like our our concept of whatever this thing is going to be, much like Facebook and everyone else, is so juvenile and so. It's just, it is, there's something missing. There's with every great science fiction movie book or whatever, you, you see things like, you know, 2001 space Odyssey, even fortress, right? We're watching that and there's security cameras everywhere. And they're like, they, they put the prisoners in those ISO cells and like, prisoner, are you ready to talk and tell us who did it? And it's like, you, have you saw that, who yeah, did it. Yeah, Red right. saw you. <laughs> yeah. But it's like that whole world exists because the internet wasn't, there was no real networking or anything like mm. that, or um, the, the same kind of security infrastructure just wasn't, it, it didn't make sense in the writer's mind or, you know, something like, you know, clockwork orange or whatever, where it's like, you know, cassette tapes will just be smaller or well, the know. writer's mind. They're like, Christopher Lambert needs to take responsibility for this. How do we get him to do that? Even though we were recording it the entire time right. and red saw him do it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I know he did it. Yeah. I need him to say responsible, you know, whatever. On that note, I do like a, the idea of a prison cell that burns you. 
where the torture is you need to stand. <laughs> I told you, it's like it's to scare people. Like that yeah. whole those movies, it's just to make you frightened. You know, uh, to it's for some people, it's just prison porn. Like there's, it's like the people who watch t- prison movies or mm-hmm. prison documentaries. And uh, it goes back to the whole thing. Like it's satisfying to see someone's life who's more messed up than your own. It's right. It both serves as a, you better stay in line or else. And also look at these people. These are, your life is so much better than mm-hmm. theirs. You know, you, you thought your life was bad. It's actually really good. Yeah. Even though your life still sucks. Yeah, yeah. Just by comparison in this moment. Yeah. But I, I like that their punishment was that of a, like a McDonald's employee. Or stand in place. Stand in place. Yeah. Like, and they're just so tired. <laughs> like, you just got to stand. It's not that. Just use your freaking legs. But it's the future. I get it. They're malnourished. Yeah. The year 2017. They all, they all had uh, work from home jobs. So they'd only been standing there for two minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just and, leaning into these. And the small, like squirrely guys. I can't do it anymore, man. Yeah. I, just, I love sitting. It's only been two minutes. Yeah. Chill out. Um, but, but yeah, that, was I going with that anyway? Meta- I'm just saying that the, the sci fi concept of like with like no one saw smartphones really coming in the way that they did and mm-hmm. then the way they took over. And now that our reality has been shaped by rectangles that we keep in our pockets, even that's probably a temporary thing. I don't know, but like, yeah, the metaverse is missing this key component, this key ingredient, something that has not been in the 4chan element uh, of well, chaos. Maybe. Oh, no, I mean, that's always going to be there. It's there is a technology, some chip, some, it was, might not even be a chip, you know, some biological thing that you put into you where now somehow you unlock a part of your brain where it's like, okay, we're no longer constrained by outlets. You know, it's the, we're, now it's like we're eating certain foods to power the chips in our brain or it's not amino acids. <laughs> now, you know, I say chips in our brain where it's like, you know, uh, it's, it's something so close, like, but it, someone's going to figure well, it out. Well, friend of the show, Elon Musk, I was just reading about his Neuralink. Ch- his chips that he's going to implant in poor people th- that are blind or whatever he's doing. Like, yeah. people who, like, don't have uh, money. It's like vision or something. It's something there's a medical thing mm. or reason, I think, for it. And that's going to be the in. It's either going to be the, the thing that will develop the technology is either war or it's usually all just war usually, but yeah. like if they can get an in with like some sort of medical issue, like, Oh, this is so uh, people aren't blind anymore. You put this thing in and they can see everything around them. And you know what? You can tap into their vision. It's mm. uh, meta. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, well, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Like go- going back to the, the stadia thing they were talking about, like the technology to stream a video game to your phone or whatever is pretty cool. Hold on. Yeah, get rid of it. Oh, it's just, it's just, it's just like I can feel the sinus attacking. It's, it's the me. Oh yeah, it's the dog hair that's lodging my head. No, um, so it, it's that thing where like, yeah, the technology started out for something, right? But then it's like, well, it could also be used for something else. Maybe meta, you know, that sort of thing, where it's like a server that can stream video game level worlds or whatever but you don't need the equipment at your house. So it's like, it's being streamed from a server farm somewhere else. And it's like, okay, if we just improve the, you know, and then also Elon's making internet satellites, you know, that do 500 megs a second. So at some point it's like, okay, well now you just can't escape the internet with 5g and everything else that it's like, okay, it's just being beamed into you at all times. Uh-huh. So yeah, and it might, it might be an implant, but 
I still think people are going to be resistant to implants. I don't know. And you need to make it, you need to make it a watch. You need to make it something that's not probing you. The, the way you get around that, the way people have always gotten around those things is you get influencers to get the fucking, you know, the injection chip or whatever. <laughs> and they go, use my code to get 20% off your wrist chip, you know, whatever. And I, that's all it takes. Like, yeah. I mean, this, this is a little, this isn't a direct comparison, but go with me on this on Instagram. I feel, and this may just be anecdotal evidence. A lot more women are getting breast implants because they're on Instagram and they're seeing these fitness p- women or, you know, models, or whatever the case is. And they're like, wow, they look great. And they are stacked. And then they look in the mirror themselves and they go, I'm not as stacked. And they go, well, how do I do that? And it's like this perpetuating thing because you, you're seeing this like idealized version of this person, you right. know, and they, you know, they've inserted two chips in them to, you know, get, make them bustier. And so all these women are like, I feel like I need this. I need this. I need this. And it's the same with guys. It's, they'll take supplements to get shredded, even though they don't know those guys have not drank water in four days. <laughs> and they've, you know, been just having diarrhea for a week. It's and, also steroids. Yeah, steroids or whatever. And it's just, if you, if it gives you the, uh, if it's the perception of a, a better life and you've got yeah. this person you look up to doing it, you know, then you will get that chip. Right. And it's all market data research anyway. I mean, Instagram owned by Facebook meta, whatever. It's like, like, well, that is already kind of metaverse E where it's like you're influencing people's perspectives of themselves. So it's like, I mean, someone at meta is like, what if we own breast implants? Yeah. I, well, I yeah. mean, it's that thing. It's like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they're like, we have a safe, and their, their way of pitching would be, a, it's a safer uh, material that never needs to be replaced, never sags. Uh, you know, whatever. It's a lifetime warranty. <laughs> um, but like, look, if you want to get breast implants that make you feel good, and some, pe- you know, some people talking have cancer. Me. Yeah, oh. I'm talking to you. Yeah. Um, you know, do whatever. But I think, I'm again a broad stroke here. From what I see, you know, and some of the research I've been doing, uh, I think Furious yeah. research, <laughs> chafing research <laughs> on this topic. But I mean, you know, you covet things. It's just people, it's natural what you do. And if you see this kind of thing, like if it's people with chips being implanted, Mm -hmm. you're going to be like, well, it is kind of cool. And what I can take it out at any time. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you know, it's, but you stop paying for it and just, yeah. Women take birth, women get birth control, uh, uh, whatever capsules into their arm. Yeah. But they're also tracking modules. Yeah. Yeah. The Apple air tag, uh, birth control. Well, it's, it has your body count inside of it. It knows every different person you've had sex with and it uploads yeah. it to the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. It takes samples of them. Yeah, your insurance yeah. goes up as you know, however many sexual partners you've It'd be had cool to download sperm donors from the cloud <laughs> or like you're just a jealous boyfriend. Like how many dicks and you like, scan like, their arm. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, uh, you know, you make, you make a really good point with the, the birth control thing. Cause like that is an implant. It's, yeah, it's, it's an implant and yeah. it lasts for uh, three months or six months. It depends. That's yeah. what they told you. Yeah. <laughs> no, babe. Yeah. I, I just, I haven't seen a medic or a, uh, a technology company like Apple or Microsoft or whatever truly break into that other than the watch game. The thing of like, it reads your, you know, sweat glands or your, you know, where, when you sleep and we'll, we'll measure those sorts of things. But like the, the biometric data is there and that they are doing, you know, the face scanning and stuff like that for uh biometric security, fingerprint scanning, that sort of thing. But like, 
I'm, I'm really excited for the day when they have the, you know, the Apple one more thing and it's <laughs> just the portrait. It's, like, it's Christopher yeah. Lambert. It's like, <laughs> like we have teamed up with the greatest dentist in the world who will drill these and red. <laughs> this is a new chip. Yeah. We'll put it in your tooth and uh, yeah, you swallow these and, and introducing the intense, uh, it was in intestine, Zuckerberg, random intestination. <laughs> uh, it, but like, yeah, take, take the scene with, Christopher Lambert in the the oh, oh, the yeah, robot cock in his mouth, but like switch it out with a smiling, happy influencer type. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> and then it's like, it's simply good. Yeah, it's like, how do they do the 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 tampon commercial or you know the uh, with the, the blue water? Like, how do you sanitize it? How do you? When you well, I think that was, they did that for adult diapers or tampons. I don't remember. Not tampons. I'm sorry. It was um like not the the pads. Yeah, it was like more absorbent, and it's like. <laughs> oh, but then they yeah they did the uh, iced tea. The oops yeah the oops, oops I, I crap my pants and they're like look how much iced tea it can hold. <laughs> Great vision with the lemon. Yeah, just <laughs> sloshing in there. But yeah, it, I mean it's that sort of thing too. When they're like more absorbent, you're like why is it always blue? And it's like oh because red is. Is, it makes us feel icky and gross. And so it's like, how do you sanitize something which is so inherently gross, which is our own bodies and our insides and stuff when it's like... When you put the chip in? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it needs to be something... Like, it's going to be like an earpiece or... Because, like, yeah, to do like an eye implant and like sell that to the public, how do you... It's got to be contacts or something, right? It could be just a patch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. That, that's again a, go back to birth control uh, or that's even smoking <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah yeah what are you like, on i'm on metaverse yeah, yeah. Uh, trying to quit i'm at five milligrams right. of metaverse a day it's a it's a gum with some eye drops so like it's like it, it's a weird mix of lsd but it's what fine are you, what are you doing yeah. smoking a little internet yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm seeing too much of you yeah. i'm better now yeah that, oh the true e-cig Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would just be really weird to like have this weird hybrid of like a drug. Um, that that's more like uh, what's it called Nexus? That was the the Nexus series where it's like you take a pill and the world becomes networked through their brains. I was like, it feels like this could be a daily pill. Yeah, be able to just take it once, like just from a business perspective. You know, you want to yeah, you want yeah, to you wanna re up, right? You want to subscribe and save the. Um... <laughs> The the cutting and running. You were talking about something earlier about. I don't remember what you were I, going I was just to saying with the. Uh, I, I was saying that the whole meta thing uh, just irks me because it it feels irresponsible and it reminds me of myself, uh, where a lot of what I just feel like inadvertently I've been taught was if something's hard in your life you cut it out and run away. Um, I, I won't get into like hyper details or anything like that, but like I've been in my childhood, everything was taught to me was like. Hey, if a family member or, um, someone in your life is being too complicated, um, you cut that out, you move on, you ignore them. But that's that, hot now too. Anyway, well, I was just saying that that was never explicitly said to me. That's just what I learned. And then just seeing patterns in my life and looking at them and going, Oh my God, I was, I was, rep- I was subconsciously repeating these patterns instead of stand, you know, turning around, taking ownership and saying like, no, why don't I, uh, you know, look at the mess that I made or talk to the people that I hurt or, you know, at least just overall take responsibility as mm-hmm. opposed to saying like, nope. And 
it, that just seems to be it, it, when you really look at it, you, you see shades of that everywhere. And for me, when I saw meta, it was like, um, rather than addressing the problem, we're just going to do a new, yeah. Look mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. Look, look, at we, we're rebranding and it's like, wait, rebranding is not taking responsibility or making anything better because what you're just saying is too bad. It's this way, but now that's got a new coat of paint. Uh, this pig is twice as sexy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Look at its lipstick. I, I mean, uh, same thing uh, growing up. And I mean, it's something I still, I mean, I, I want to say in the last three or four years, I've d- t- definitely turned a page on that way of thinking of mm-hmm. the, uh, well, you know, whose responsibility was it? Or like, what um, was I really the cause of this? Or, or just, again, shutting people out. Like, uh, you know, if if they do something or whatever, it's like no hope for them, you know, and just yeah. like moving on. And because, again, like what you said, I was learning that from family and the people I was surrounded by. And it took a long time to get to the point where it's like, no, 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 no. Uh, that does nothing. You can't pretend like, uh, what you, you know, something you did, uh, like if you do something, you, you can't just pretend like it never happened, not address it, not learn for not, it's, it's sticking your head in the sand, pretending like something didn't happen. I would do that all the time. Yeah. And like also cutting people out, like I said, um, and I th- feel like we, we, it's, a different coat of paint has been put on that same ethos in like social media things. I see blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's the good, the yeah. just is a good vibes only or whatever. Yeah. And, or like, I'll see something on Instagram, some posts. So it's like, if you know, uh, cut the ones out that you don't need and, and get the ones that you do and brunch on Sunday, you know, or whatever the little thing Expand it says. Expand your echo chamber. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, man, it that's, that's cutting and right. Cause it's not, it's, one, it's just kind of the bridge is gone and whatever, it's fine, move mm-hmm. on. But also, you're not you, you're not addressing something that could be within you. That maybe it's a learning thing that you need to do with someone else, or you know, eventually you cut enough people out of your life, and then you don't have anyone there. You know, yeah. like it, it's the um, the thing I see with uh, anyone, any group that has ever tried to do the master race thing where they're like only blue eyes and blondes or whatever you want it to be. Right. Like this is the one thing. And it's like, eventually that's just going to get distilled. I like how you did the Nazi jump. You're like, like, right. well, I mean, I mean, it's a, it's the prime example, yeah. but in a similar way of the whole, like, we're just going to cut out the things we don't like, but then it's like, okay, then what do you do when you, when you did that? What's cause you're going to feel there's going to be some emptiness where it's like, well, now we're going to cut out this thing and this thing. And, and then you're just chopping away rather than, what I, I feel is the healthier option is to go, well, be more accepting or at least looking inward and going, what does it say about me that I'm trying to cut this stuff out? Like this makes me uncomfortable. So I'm just going to put my fingers in my ears or I'm going to say like, ignore, ignore, ignore. And like, it's, I think it it is just more of a symptom of a bigger unhealthier thing. They're very, it's a very wide spectrum. Uh, So I'm not, I'm not saying the people who, I uh, don't want to hear, you know, uh, Justin Bieber fans are the same as Nazis. Close. Um, but cut from the same cloth. Yeah. No. <laughs> I just, and I'm just seeing shades of similarities of that whole thing of like, stay out of my clubhouse sort mm-hmm. of thing. It's like, well, at some point the clubhouse gets pretty small because you've kicked everyone out, you know, it's. But it's going to be perfect with 
something like the metaverse, right. For continuing that mindset of cutting and running, because I think I was telling you how, when I was a kid, the good version of it, I guess for me as a kid was like, you know, I just sit and play Grand Theft Auto Vice City and Gran Turismo for 12 hours in my room and escape. And I mean, as a kid, what are you going to, I don't know if you have the facilities to face the things that are bothering you, you know, and, and, you know, fucking up your life or the things that you're doing. No. Well, as a kid, I, I don't know. It's well, I, I don't know. I mean, in a similar way, I guess it was, that's kind of what I was taught. It was like video games is a way to escape reality. Um, the first time I got into a car accident, I, I was taking class. Playing a video game. Well, uh, I, I needed glasses. Uh-huh. <laughs> I couldn't, it was less about that. Actually, it was more of, um, I didn't know how to deal with pressure in, uh, traffic situations. I was leaving a college. Um, I was, I was taking night classes when I was in high school. I was like, Oh, I can finish stuff up quicker if I go to the college. And it was like, just a, such a different world of like, Oh my God, everyone drives here and everyone's really angry and like honking and stuff. And like, I tried leaving out of the parking lot out of a part that was just super crowded and people were just behind me just getting really aggressive and the traffic was not stopping for me to make a right to pull out of there. And at some point I just like just gassed it because I was, it was just so much pressure. I mean, I'm 16 at this point, 17 mm-hmm. maybe. And I just rammed into somebody and I remember that was like one of those really anxious nights where I'm like, I just couldn't sleep. I was just like on edge. I was like, I almost like, I, I didn't no one was hurt. It was just like, it was just really stupid. She's like, what were you doing? And I'm like, I, I thought I was clear. I don't know, but it was like, it's cause I just, I saw these lights flashing their high beams at me and I didn't know what to do. But I remember that entire night just playing max pain. Cause I was like, I, and that like helped. But then I realized I was like, that's not good. That, that was me escaping. That was me doing like a dopamine swap of I'm feeling a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear and, um, shame and all this other stuff. And I'm just going to go escape into a virtual world because, uh, because of my own anxieties. And I was like, that was not, I, I learned a very unhealthy habit from that point moving forward, which is if things are hard, I can escape. Well, it could have worked if you needed that, like settling of nerves and you did that. And then if you had the, the tools at the time to then after you play max pain, you're like, okay, why did I do that in traffic? And, and you know, or why was I anxious there? But instead you don't have those tools at the time and it takes you, you know, 20 years to get those tools, but <laughs> yeah. you don't have those tools at the time. So you're just like more max pain, you know, like, yeah, it, it, it was cutting and running in a way of not addressing the real issue, which was, um, I have a people pleasing problem. I was more worried about the guy behind me and what he needed as opposed to driving safely. And like, I ended up putting someone's life in danger. I didn't you know. Thank God no one was hurt or anything yeah. like that. And I, the side of the car that I hit was thankfully the passenger. Oh, I mean, thank God the car was empty. It was only a driver. Um, but like, that was a really stupid decision that I did based on the person. Now I just don't care about the person behind me. Yeah. Yeah. Nor should I, you know, we almost got into a wreck last night. Cause I, I didn't care about <laughs> I think I was going yeah, 16 or 35. Yeah. So that would have been really bad. I'm at that point, no one was in the right, but he was less in the right. Well, I think I was completely in the right. Let me tell you why. Go for uh, it. <laughs> well, your honor. I don't think what you saw was 
as I was pulling out, he had swung around that car. They were both going really fast. And yeah. the reason why I went on the outside lane is because I didn't see him because they were both racing or I guess swapping back and forth. And he, that Mercedes happened to be behind yeah. those two, that other car. And so as I came out, I was like, okay, I'll go in the far lane. This guy's going to zip past me. Well, that's when Mercedes came out. They're neck and neck, and they both braked at the same time. And I looked in the rearview mirror, and I was like, well, we're going to get hit. And I had nailed the gas already to lessen the hit. And I think I said sorry, too. You were, you were doing like, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. You doing that thing. But like you, your, your body and your mouth were doing two different things. I know. <laughs> like the, the sorry while you're gunning it was really weird, but I really said it was just your instincts kicking in. Well, it's from my street racing as a teenager in the undeveloped neighborhoods during high school, (laughs) which is real. I used to do that. We'd street race every few nights. Mm -hmm. That's where I learned all my tricks and, uh, learned what NOS was. Yeah. (laughs) That was during the, the reason why everyone was doing it. It was definitely fast and the furious had come out and everyone's like, yeah, man. One kid did have nitrous in his car. I immediately blew it up as yeah. soon as he used it when we raced, right? Because we do circuits around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they build the streets for the neighborhoods first, mm-hmm. and then the houses would come in for six months. You know, so it'd be a lit streets at night, far off from the main road. Yeah, with and no one, with no there. one, and soft curbs because it was new new subdivision. So yeah. we staged these races and. Yeah, it was really great. Paul Walker died, I think, during it, but whatever. In the town I grew up in, funny enough. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where he wrecked the Porsche. He didn't wreck it. It was the other guy driving. I think he was a passenger. That was the... Oh! I think that's what... It doesn't matter. Whatever. I, I remember having some resentment towards media for the longest time because it was always that... It's been happening for a while, you know, where it's like... um you know, kids are sad because D Snyder, you know, or uh, Columbine happened because kids play doom. And I was like, Ga- video games are not making me violent, but absolutely when fast and the furious came out, everyone burned out in the parking oh, lot. Oh yeah. Never was really talked about. They're like yeah, Vin Diesel was never like at Congress being like, what? Well, I just live uh, my life a quarter mile at a time. Yeah. Like, I, I relate more to Riddick. Yeah. <laughs> God, man, that would be, that would be even a lower point than we're at now in gosh. But anyway, yeah. It, it was just something that's kind of interesting, which is, I, I mean, I'm, I also did the responsibility ends up kind of falling on the person, but I was absolutely irresponsible. And in my 94 civic I was like, that movie was pretty cool. Eee! You know, squealing the wheels is salvage little See, yeah. red civic. I had a Toyota Supra, so it spoke to me. Oh, wow. Personally. Wow. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. How'd you come by that? I, in, uh, Baton Rouge, no, Shreveport, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I needed a car. I wanted a car and I'd been looking and looking and my, and I wanted a Supra and my dad was like, you're not going to find one. You're just not going to find one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what about this nice Ford F-150? <laughs> you know, and my dad knew I wanted, he's yeah. a car guy too. He knew I didn't want like a, what, there's a blazer, you know, an old seventies blazer, which now would be worth tons of money or yeah. whatever, but I was like, no, I want a super. I want a super. And even I was like, like, there's no way I'm going to find one. Not in middle, middle America. No, yeah. or the South like that. And yeah. I don't know how it happened, but we were coming back from his, he had another business at the time, this uh, tire recycling business. And we were <laughs> driving back from it. And in this uh, like fucking we finance kind of lot, there was a white Toyota Supra there. Wow. And I was like, what? And my dad was like, what the f- uh, how the you know we go in there 
We talked to the guy for a little bit. And we're like, can we take it and kind of look at it? He's like, sure. You know, and he probably didn't know that I immediately take my dad's shop and get out all the compression gauges and like have it jacked up, do all this stuff. <laughs> like look at all this, like basically went through the car and then went back and said, hey, here's a. I'll give you 10 grand yeah. for it. <laughs> and uh, he didn't know about Fast and the Furious, so he didn't give a fuck. And, Man. You know, so what did you, what did you, do you remember what you got it for? Yeah, I got it for like five grand or that's something. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what my. But it was, I found out later why it was, I mean, it, I had like. Or... No, 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 it had like 87,000 miles on it, 90,000, which is not anything for a Toyota. Not but, really, yeah. But, but I mean, the for... head gasket mm-hmm. had blown and then it just started this chain of events because it had not been properly maintained. And I think that's, I think it had been. Uh, traded in at a dealership and then it did, never sold on the dealership. So then they put it at auction and then it auctioned it. And then it, like, it basically got down to the end of the line in Shreveport, Louisiana, the gotcha. shitty lot. Yeah. And that's the, where I went to retire. Yeah. And so uh, I was constantly like in between, uh, like driving it for eight months and then four months of got to rebuild everything. Uh, like, yeah. That's a bummer. Well, Cause like my, uh, similarly in, was it when I was 16, 16, 17? No, when I was 15 and a half, I started my first job at Magic Mountain. And I just, the whole thing was trying to save I for forget a car. that you worked. <laughs> that's where everyone worked because I lived in Santa Clarita. And yeah. it was like, that's the only place I would hire people who were prone to steal money from the register. But it was like 15 and a half, you get a permit. And I was like, I just want a job. It's like looking anywhere to hire me. I remember being like 11 trying to get a job. Like I just, that was my whole childhood was like basically told get it yourself. Cause I'm not giving it to you. Mm-hmm. And it was like that, that was the mentality I always had, which is definitely shaped who I am in a lot of ways of like, don't rely on people. Cause everyone will just, uh, going back to like the Cinderella thing. I remember being like, um, you know, parental figures being like, you, you need to go play football. You're getting pretty chubby. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Go play football. And then it's like, I hated it. Didn't want to do it. And then it came to the season and they're like, Oh, hey, I need the hundred bucks to pay for the bus and the jersey. And they're like, I'm not paying that. I'm like, <laughs> but I went through <laughs> hell week. <laughs> like, I did all that. Um, but in like the opposite way, I saved up for a car and the deal was, okay, whatever you make, um, I'll pay for half. So, uh, my mom paid for the other half of a, she also had a just connection through car auctions and stuff like that. But I got a 93, nine, I forget what it was. I think it was 93, 93, uh, Civic. Um, five thousand bucks. Um, had thirty thousand miles on it, but it was a stolen recovered. Yeah, overall, really good. Like, pretty good car. The engine did weird stuff. Uh-huh. It wasn't a VTEC or anything like that. It was just like it was just a standard car. But I was also Fast and the Furious came out, so I'm like, I'm gonna put a new muffler on it. It's like, well, I put a muffler tip on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, did nothing. It just sounded like a farting little whatever. <laughs> Barely did that. It was yeah. just, it was just like, it was. How can I cheaply do this? in the, you know, I'll put a VTEC sticker on it, which is like, well, that's a lie. Um, just no taste whatsoever. <laughs> um, but eventually, cause the car just always had little problems, but then eventually I got hit by an old man with no car insurance. And I was just like, I don't I, I feel like you got another civic. And I, when I met you, you still had that car. Am I wrong? I, I was just kind of jumping through different, like my mom would cycle through cars and I'd just be like, I was riding a bike for a while. Didn't really need them. And so like, yeah, Hmm. it was like never really was like big of a car guy, but like until I got, I got the Mustang and I was like, 
finally got a cool car. And I was like, this is not a I cool remember car. you got that car and sitting in there and be like, God damn, Mustangs like never change. They're just this big bulky, like kind of clunky. I know you're having fun. Was I was at, well, I, it was honestly, it was because of the movie drive. It was, was everything like, you purchase. It's, it's all cars. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, which is a terrible way of looking at things. But I remember just seeing like that. It's like, what is that car? And I was like, that's what Mustangs look like now. They're pretty awesome. And like, oh, you can get a stick. That's pretty cool. Like, I didn't know you can get muscle. And like gas was, you know, $2 a gallon at the time. Like gas is going to be cheap forever. And that didn't last uh-huh. long. <laughs> so and then I went to the vault and yeah. So, um, next car will probably be, uh, you're not going to have a car. It's going to be a flying car. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. It's like, I, I like, I like the car talk stuff just because I think the restoration process is really fascinating. I'm living it through you and yeah. what you're doing, but like there's something really nice about that. And it feels like something we're losing as we're getting to the metaverse and all that is like getting your hands onto something that you own yeah. um, is going away. Well, yeah. I mean, you already in real life, you don't you own anything, you know, you lease things, you, rent whatever you know but (laughs) maybe like if it's totally digital like i keep i remember one of the first instances they were talking about with metaverse things they're like you know uh ferrari is getting into and you'll own a 458 or a 488 gtb in in the metaverse like what's the point like i don't i wish i could reach out to these people that are about to buy this ferrari and be like come in here and come into my workshop and let us uh, hold the welder together, and you right. know, and so you can be like, "Oh, this is a physical thing." Let's sit down in this like little speedster, no. Carmen Ghia, and you know, f- feel the wind and the <laughs> and the potential death inches away <laughs> from you. You know that you can't get in this it's other. Weird, place. you have a picture of James Dean on your dashboard. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a bo- no, it's a bobblehead James Dean where he's just like this. And I'm like, you're trying to get him to move. It's a similar kind of car. Kind of, well, but at the same like the same time too, like I understand it where there is this this gap of, of essentially of like the idea of owning anything is just so far removed. They, I mean also you shouldn't buy a Ferrari, you should lease it because yeah. it's, it's it just loses half its value. Yeah, totally. It's really stupid. But it's more appealing for someone to play a game like Gran Turismo and go like, look at all these cars I own. Cause they, it looks real, but you don't have to pay for the storage. You don't have to pay for the gas, all that stuff. So like there's that digital ownership. And then you get into the, the business of like NFTs where like there is some now perceived value of it of like, well, this is actually from Ferrari and you can run it through the blockchain and you can see it's legit. And so now there's value to this digital item, but it like all monetary things, everything else, it's all, you know, the, consciousness group consciousness like it it's the belief in the thing of it being real makes it real so mm-hmm. i can see why that makes sense and then also you you'd show someone that and be like that was really neat aaron i got all this grease on my hands and it's Shut up, pussy. <laughs> that wind really hurt Keep my standing. <laughs> i i think there will always be people like you who enjoy the I, the real nature. I of don't it, mean it to sound like uh, you need to get your hands dirty kind of thing. I where I I think where it comes from for me, there is that element, but there's also going back to cutting and running. There's a disposability aspect mm-hmm. to cutting and running. To where next, next, my next. Fo- my phone's a little slow. Give me a new one. New thing. Yeah. Um, and I think when you when you kind of live that cutting and running mentality, that things are disposable, moving on, you. Uh, I mean, there's less importance on uh, a new thing that you find, the new 
uh, person, the relationship, the new car, the new, whatever the thing is, there's, Mm -hmm. there's less importance on it because it is impermanent in your mind. It is something that that's disposable. So it's like by bringing someone into my workshop and forcing them to do labor, they appreciate, uh, the, the realness of something to where it's like, oh, this is a physical thing. That that car was was destined for a salvage yard. It was just going to be it was going to be dumped somewhere and it would have just rusted into the earth and gone away. Yeah. And now you can see it in pieces in my garage. <laughs> but like it's going to be a driving thing in four or five months and it will be yeah. someone will look at it at a. At a cars and coffee, some guy will bring his you know young kid, and that kid will see it and be like, "Whoa, that's cool!" And hopefully, that kid's like, "That's a real thing. It's not an NFT, you know, whatever." Right. And you would hope that that would give them some idea of of what what permanence is, what uh, what what something real is, a con- mm-hmm. what connection is with a with a thing, with a being. Right. Well, I I remember. I had a teacher, really smart guy. Um, he he taught this class called strategy, which is about like, it was mostly just like how to get your, it's a class that should be taught for everyone, which is like just life lessons and like things that will help you get through your life. But he, remember one of the things he always talked about, he was like, I am mechanically just so off. I can't fix a toaster. I can't, I can't take something apart and put it back together. My brain just cannot put those things together. So I understand there are people like that with that limitation. But I also stress that, Anytime something breaks, at the very least, try to take it apart just because it's there is that small rewarding factor of like, you know, your, you know, the cat water dish stops and it's a simple thing. You take the filter apart, you clean it out, you put it back in. Oh, it's working. Wow. It's very satisfying. Yeah. Or like the first time you replace a a spark plug in a car or something or you, you know, something falls apart, you put it back together. Or like, um, you know, I installed a radio in a, you know, a car, you know, stuff like that where you're like something that feels disposable or something where you're like, I want a car with Bluetooth. So you buy a new car with Bluetooth instead of like, well, no, you can modify and update the things that you have now. Not that that's what everyone needs to do, but I think it is like a a nice, not a rite of passage, but it's like, it might change the perspective of like, well, rather than buying a new bowl, try to put the old one back together just to see if you can. And see if you can salvage something old. And this is kind of getting into the idea I pitched you for a show I want to do or us to do in the next yeah, few what was months. It? Right of right of repair. Right of repair. R I T E. Yeah. Right of repair. I like it. Uh, the, the yeah, the whole idea of like doing a project and trying to grow as like a person. Well, it's it's learning about yourself as you're doing a project. It's because once you get into this zone of fixing something and it could be, my thought is start small with something like it could be uh, find an old antique and like repaint it like a small thing. And then we could move up to, you know, doing the body work on a Carmen Kia. Um, but, uh, <laughs> which you're already doing. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but the, the idea, and there's already like, there's already the movement for the right to repair that that's going around because people are fucking tired, not being able to sure. Which work I think on is, their tractors and I, their phones and which I think is being outpaced by uh, obsolescence, you know, plant obsolescence it, as much as it's like, we're growing. There's over a thousand of us. It's like, I I'm all for that. I I'm yeah. Yeah. I think, I think trying to make things last as long as possible is probably the healthier mindset. And then also just, I think it makes you appreciate things, but we've been conditioned that, uh, it's a new year. It's a new thing. You throw away the old thing or you get some money back for the old thing. Um, but 
I, I like where your head's at. Well, I, it's just, there's a therapeutic element to it when you, again, that satisfaction of when you fixed your cat feeder or whatever, but like the, <laughs> the putting together a working thing, you know, or, or, or fixing it, whether it's an alarm clock or a watch way too complicated. I've seen the inside of watches, but like little machines or a bicycle or even, a, even a motorcycle is not that. Go you keep back saying to, that, yeah. To Zen I'm, and the art of motorcycle base. But you and I could build, rebuild a motorcycle mm-hmm. in a couple months. Yeah. Like, make it really nice. Like, mm-hmm. a, get an old Honda CB or whatever mm-hmm. we want to get. And, like, something that has a lot of parts so I don't have to fucking go on forums and harass old men for fenders and shit. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> Why do you have to harass them? Because they, they're... They don't listen. Well, they put up a, an ad for, for instance, any... The things I've gotten for that car from forums, the ad has always been, like six years or it was originally posted six years ago eight okay. years ago and they'll yeah. update it every four or five months with the same price <laughs> when well, sometimes they raise the prices on it because they're okay. like oh okay this is now people will really need it you know right. whatever <laughs> and so you end up telling these people they're in no hurry to sell it because it's been up there forever it's just in their garage yeah and you're like look i need you to ship it and they're like ship to where i'm like austin and they're like but that's a hundred miles away you know and like and they always put up this hissy fit, but also because they're old people, they'll ship it in this like perfectly designed crate that they built themselves. Like <laughs> I'll show you the things that like I got a door shipped and they built the crate and cut the form of the door into the wood oh my God. and all this stuff. And, and uh, it must've taken hours to build this crate because they're retired. And so yeah. they're like, I'm going to build this idiot, a lackluster crate. You know, you're like, all right. But anyway, what I was getting at is we pick a motorcycle where you, we can find parts easy and it'll look beautiful when it's done. And you can, the the things that you rebuild on a motorcycle are, they apply to a car. They apply to a machine that uh, has internal combustion or is electric mm-hmm. or, you know, has hydraulic anything. And like you, you, from rebuilding a motorcycle, you could troubleshoot your refrigerator if it goes out. There's right. like, there's an interconnectedness to machines, to everything we touch from these microphones to, you know, whatever, a toaster. Yeah. And by building those those blocks within you and kind of knowing how your world works mm-hmm. and then also the focus it takes to rebuild these things while you're learning. It's just, I don't know. And you get a little stoned. It's great. It's just, <laughs> there's just this, uh, yeah. this zen you, you reach. I think I, I'm, I, I dig that just because... I think I've, I've been recently trying to expand my mind and my, my skill set into like cooking or repairing or something. And I think I've always been interested, but there's that part of me that gets really frustrated if it doesn't turn out right. Yeah. But, you know, five briskets later I made a pretty damn good brisket. The, yeah. uh, this, this old photo popped up it was the first time I made one and I was cutting all of the fat off of it. Because I watched the wrong tutorial, like, got to get rid of that fat. Fat's no good. Uh-huh. And I cooked it, and I was like, this tasteless nothing. And then, you know, fast forward a few years later, finally buy a smoker, get the right one, actually do some of the research. Like, okay, you got to do this correctly. But I think also I, I went in one direction where I'm like, okay, I got the one that kind of like holds your hand while you do it. Like, I kind of want to go back and revert and to like... learn the... Yeah. Yeah. I want to get like blocks of, yeah. Get like an actual, like a big wood one or something. And like, okay, something that I maintain and I keep an eye on over 12 hours, you know, like that sort of thing. Like, I think what's nice about today is you have those baby steps. You can go, you have games like my summer car, right? Where it's like, 
you can learn to put an engine together from the 1980s in like kind of a cool, interesting way of like, okay, it's a simulator, but like you can dip your toe in and then maybe get your hands on the real thing at some point. The show I kind of want to do that I want us to do is my summer car, but with not just the car with other yeah. starting can start small. I, yeah. I want to do with those. I want to do what those guys do in Rust Valley in one day over the course of a year. Yeah, yeah. Rust Valley restores like uh, me and Adam are here, <laughs> and we got a motorcycle we're doing for a client. It's going to cost about ten grand to restore. We quoted him two hundred dollars. <laughs> and uh, Adam just got bit by a spider, yeah. so he's going to be a little slow. I was a bungee jumping. Yeah. <laughs> I, I came to work on a helicopter and I jumped out. I want to see the other part of the show of like what happened. What happens off off the outside of the garage? I want to see this guy's apartment. Well, they they all have houses, but they're like they're I guess the Canadian version of trailer houses up okay. way up north. Well, the guy, the main guy, Mike. I think he has like a legitimate house. They never show his wife, which I think she ended up seeing the show and she's probably like, I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. Leave me out of this. But then the guy, Avery, who's the insane person who gets looks bit like by Ron him. Jeremy. Yeah, it looks yeah. like Ron Jeremy. And wears sunglasses all the time on his head. <laughs> they're, they're about, they're, <laughs> they cover up what would have been his hairline 20 years ago. <laughs> they're always about, they're flirting with the idea of being yeah. over his eyes, but just very just close. Right on his head there. Yeah. And the guy got bit, he's the guy who got bit by a spider. He, I know he sleeps on a mattress on the ground <laughs> in probably the back of a semi trailer like bed. Uh, and he's got a son who's, oh my God, like a uh, chip off the old block. <laughs> like, and, uh, it's going to end up in jail, but hasn't gone to jail yet. Not quite. Just, and, yeah. Just, yeah. And they're like starting a business together, I think, by the end of one of the seasons. Oh, is that what it is? They, yeah. I think they okay. started this thing like called like Wild Boys Restorations or Wild Man Restoration, something okay. like that. And they like, you know, there's there's a different show in there where there is the, what we're talking about. There's a therapeutic right. element because the guy Mike talks about like, these. this is my legacy. This is like... I love these things genuinely and mm-hmm. like everything, no shit leaves a shot. Like there's this personal aspect to all these things. Yeah. And then they distill it into like, I cut through my hand with a torch. <laughs> you know? Like, right. I mean, they're, they're obviously they're someone, making TV. Yeah. Someone saw them and went, Oh, this is gold. Yeah. Like, yeah. And we can, they'll yuck it up. You know, they'll be like, you should put on gloves, junior. And he's like, they're like Hey, don't put on gloves. Yeah. Like, Gotcha. And then burns his hand. He's like, should have fucking yeah, put on gloves. Have, uh, yeah. But I mean, everything they do, like it's so everything is dangerous. And, uh, but yeah, it, it's a similar, they have a similar, you know, ethos. It's like, they have this thing within them that they, you know, uh, and they're very mechanically inclined, but they have this thing within them that they need to release. It's almost their art. Yeah. It just comes out as stupidity. But, yeah. uh, anyway, yeah. That would be our kind of show, like a my summer romance car. Uh, bless you. It's coming and going. You're allergic to the idea. No, but I'm, like it'd be like us drinking beer and restoring a motorcycle, and me showing yeah. you how you know to. I mean, pretending to listen or yeah. just hearing like the tinnitus sort of. Uh huh. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And you're like, now you do it, and I get some room. Run, run up and just jump kick a carburetor. Yeah, you know? <laughs> ta da! Uh, they go. I am where the camera. Well, did you ever see? Well, you never saw it, but there were these like shows when I was growing up that I would watch called like like Shade Tree Mechanic, and it'd be these two like older dudes 
who it seemed like they were part of a cult with how they spoke. At least the main guy, he'd be like, uh, welcome to Shade Tree Mechanic. We're just hanging out here. You know, we're, we're looking at this Ford Taurus with a blown engine, and we're going to put some <laughs> new oil in it or whatever. It was like, an, like a PBS show or something like It's that? kind of like that, but it, it came on like a, a daytime TV, not on like a PBS, but gotcha. like a, okay. you know, but, uh, you know, I always saw it when CMT, I was sick. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like those, that kind of channel. Okay. And... It would always be the main guy saying like, and here, and here's what we're going to do with that blown engine. And John's going to go run around in the back and go take care of that for you. And, and, and he, the guy would just disappear into the garage uh-huh. or, or the, the main, the guy who actually did the fixing would be like, okay, he just explained what we're doing here. We're doing this. Blah, 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 blah. And the, the soft spoken guy would disappear to be like, and I'm going to go take care of the, the head cylinder, you know, cylinder <laughs> head, you know, and then he'd just come back and it'd be fully done. You know, like he'd disappear in the back and someone would. So they took the interesting part out of the show. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but, but it was really like, it, it was like dreaming about car fixing, uh, there was something so soft about it and unrealistic. Like there's no, they were never swearing. There was never any kind of like the realism of it. It was just this very like daytime TV version of fixing these cars that weren't interesting. And I was like, (laughs) I one day want to do something like that, but not, I feel like it went too far the other way where it's like, Hot Rod restores, and it's like yeah. fuck you. I can't, you know, fuck. This is our new Camaro, and we're getting, the, yeah. we're putting the chrome in it. But it's like I don't want that either. That's not right. what people do. There's meth. There's weed. Yeah, there's somewhere in the middle. Well, it's like yeah. I think it's like barbiturates and <laughs> meth. Like they're just on fucking quaaludes. Yeah. Like, we just woke up from a nice nap, and we're gonna. We've had a we had a nice tea yeah. earlier, and uh, John. You were with my wife last night. Did she talk about the car we were working on? We were both napping. Yeah. (laughs) We were both in the love sack. It was pleasant. We uh, we spoke of Golden Girls. We said we'd get to the tourist today. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. What's the 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 Dosakis of uh, car repair shows? Where it's like so so funny you say Dosakis because I was just imagining drinking a (laughs) Dosakis while doing it. Maybe I'm just thirsty, but like I just imagine having a beer and like. Granted, when I was drinking Dos Equis the other night and I was grinding, um, I was grinding something on the fender. I was grinding on me. Yeah, <laughs> I was grinding. I was grinding the fender, grinding metal off the fender, and I set my pants on fire. Yeah. I was, I was three beers in. I would never do anything on that car drunk because well, you end it after. I, I always think of except drive it at the end. You know, like, <laughs> I think of Shawshank Redemption where it's like you you tar the roof and then you have a nice beer afterwards. Like yeah. that to me is like the greatest like feeling of you're not drinking to hurt yourself or to numb the pain or whatever. It's like, I didn't, I didn't appreciate that when I was a kid where it's like when you're a kid, I had a beer. It's like, Oh God, beer is the worst thing ever in the world. But then it's like, I don't know what it was like one day I was like, it's like a really hot day. Had like a beer and it's like, Oh, this is the greatest thing in the world right now. And I can't explain it. It's like that. I always liken it to that scene from Shawshank where it's just yeah, like... Yeah, they're sitting with the... Yeah, for that moment, we felt like free men. Felt like free men. And it and was all because of Andy Dufresne. And then the, uh, the Kruger... Well, what was yeah, it? The, the Kirken. The, and the, the, there can only be one prisoner. <laughs> the Kirken threw, uh, threw a British man off of the roof for some reason. And then Red Harley. came in and said... You're all having unauthorized beers. <laughs> Intestinate. Random intestination. Time for amino acids. Yeah. Just... Mix Just it mix all it together. all up. It's fine. But yeah. anyway, yeah, the celebratory <laughs> beer is nice. And also, once you do, it's like any kind of creative anything outlet. Like, I, I can't write drunk. 
because right. it, it ends up shit. Like if I were welding out there drunk, I'd be really pissed off the next day because like, oh wow, I have to cut this all off. You know, right. this doesn't work. So yeah. it's like. You know, part of the show would be celebratory beers or slow drinking throughout, you know. I was saying you, you like in the feel too, instead of being, you know, meth or quaaludes, it's like, it's like having a nice beer at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's, that's probably something more my speed of what I would like to make, which is a like, hey, good job. You did good. Not <laughs> uh, Rust Valley restores of just like, so that's, that's what uh, meth is like. Okay. Well, there's gotcha. a weird like... It, okay, going into YouTube, right? There's a weird like gap between the successful car YouTubers who they don't do their own work or they do uh, work that's way beyond what anyone would actually do like in their garage. Right? Like there's one guy who's cool. I, I think his name's Tavarish or something, right? And he's like always rebuilding these. He's like doing a twin turbo Lamborghini and doing all this crazy shit. And he also has too many projects. So he's never like finishing anything. So you don't get that satisfaction necessarily. But gotcha. like there's that one end of it. And then the other end are like there are these 50, 60 year old dudes that are like, Ah, well, just uh, pulled out Carmen gear, and I think we're going to put in this patch panel today. I think it's, this is kind of a hard one. You know, just like, it's, you know, again, that's the quaaludes and this right. is the math. Well, there, there's, yeah, I, I see that all the time, too. I was watching a tutorial on, like, how to make thick burgers, right? I was like, I, we took, got a pound of of beef, and I was like, how do I make, like, a really thick hamburger? And I didn't realize you do the puck. In the middle, yeah. but the guy filming, you know, GoPro on his head, he's like, "All right, you know, these are gonna cook for five minutes." Oh, I guess I can fast forward it, and I'm like, "No fucking <laughs> shit!" Like, as someone who edits video all the time, I'm just like screaming at the TV, of like, "What is wrong with you?" There is that, yeah. There, there is that weird quality gap in quality of stuff like that too. But then, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'll. <laughs> there's one video I have to send it to you. It was. I was looking into car wraps for a while. Just I was fascinated by them. I was like, oh my God, this whole thing has taken off. And I had no idea like what it takes to like do a car wrap. Yeah. Guy was guy was wrapping like an Audi uh R eight or whatever. And but it was it's very Canadian, like very like Vancouver, Toronto kind of Canadian. And he it gets a little weird, almost like a, a little homoerotic, where he's like, it's like I went to this man and he didn't like couldn't stop looking at him and i was just so fascinated i'm like is this going into comedy so he's what having a stream of conscious like, he's doing vo talking about this like kind of like a like a handsome dumb looking guy just like like kind of like yeah oh, i just like to um really big on doing car wraps and the vo is just like strangely erotic like it's like i was ex almost expecting to go into a comedy like did i just get duped into watching this guy like who it starts as a car wrap but he falls in love with it and it's like he's <laughs> like Later that week, I left my wife for this man, and he didn't have me. It's uh, I've been outside his home yeah, for I three days. See this video. I'll show it to you. I, I mean, I might be remembering it differently, but I just remember being up at like you know two a.m. watching a car wrap video. I'm like, what the? <laughs> like, Both like, of you are in the wrong in that video, like, or, or <laughs> yeah. in that situation. Like, <laughs> but um, that's the other part of me too. When you're talking about making stuff like that or making video stuff, it's like. There's that part of me that wants to be like, well, let's make it a comedy and let's do this. And it's like, no, 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 pump, pump breaks. Like just, just make something that we enjoyed or something, but it's also not smelling its own farts. Right. Yeah. Something that's not yucking it up, you know, for, cause again, there's a very real 
aspect, uh, therapeutic aspect to it and fun aspect. And also like I spent $1,200 on this car shell. Granted that was before the world and or as the world was ending mm-hmm. and things didn't go through the roof, but you'll be able to find another thousand dollar car shell or a $200 bike frame or whatever the case is mm-hmm. still not a small amount of money, but an accessible amount of money that possibly that you could start working on something, you know, a street legal version of Tim Burton's Batmobile. It's a few bags of drugs and you got a car, you know, uh, <laughs> just do the footwork. pussy. Hey, <laughs> I, I fell asleep. And when I woke up, the car was done, yeah. uh, but my hand was missing. Well, that's the other thing too. Like the final thing I'll say about it is like, okay, but my summer car or a metaverse version of things, like I understand more accessible because it's, you're not having to buy a, a physical thing or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. though you're paying for those things somehow. But like, uh, no. you know, I want to put forth the idea that you don't have to spend a bunch of money to get that tactile satisfaction of something that you finish that you're proud of and that you can actually use when it's all said and done and no yeah. one can take it away from you. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I like where your mind's at. I'm I'm excited to go on this adventure. Of you can watch me well before you head off to the airport. Yeah, flight's not for another couple hours. I mean, and you got a birthday to celebrate, so you should weld. Yeah, y'all and watch me weld. That'll yeah. be the celebration. Knowing, knowing you, your dream is to weld on your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'll do that. And um, I guess anyone, not that I ever want to get into a, a dialogue with people listening or watching this or whatever, but it's like I think there's any like thing to go out on. It's like, try something new, try something that's outside your comfort zone. I started a YouTube playlist on my own. That just says, this is called learn something new. Mm-hmm. And it's got a bunch of like blender, not physical blender, but like 3d design. Like I need to learn 3d design. Like it's just, it's, it's so accessible at this point from where it was when I was young. And I'm like, I need to learn that. I need to learn Unreal engine. I need to just like, need to get outside of my comfort zone and go like, okay, not everything's just in Adobe premiere. It's like, just cause I know that really well. doesn't mean I, I shouldn't try other stuff. So it's like, when going back to cutting and running, it's very easy to, uh, just try something and then abandon it and not, you know, try and get better yeah. at something. And, you know, everyone gets discouraged. Just take a beer, get a beer, take a beer break <laughs> and then get back to using the grinder Maybe wear an apron instead of just sweatpants so you don't end up with a small flame next to your crotch. And you're just good. an apron. Yeah, yeah. just an apron. <laughs> just my bare ass sticking out of an apron. Uh, well, I hope, I hope someone out there, including myself, goes out and tries something new. I'll you know, do. we won't look at them, but I'd like to see projects. Send me – you just send me I'll, projects I'll send that, that you're you – know. I did my, my pegboard wall. I'll send you that. Well, I like your, but I'm saying like, if there's someone out there, message Aaron, not yeah, me. message yeah, yeah. me, send me projects or link me in them. Still, you not, share them to st- me. Still yeah. not your friends, but yeah. I'm interested. I'm always interested in tinkering human growth potential. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested in stealing ideas for projects. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Oh, you know, I just, I found this, like this new app idea. You're like, cool. Yeah. Give to Aaron, yeah. Sign here. <laughs> Take to Austin douchebags in big building. Yeah, that'd be nice. We should go. Yeah. Uh, I do have a flight to catch in a bit, and I do want to watch you weld. So, be- One of those is interesting, so I'll prepare you for that. Bid you a farewell. Hey, Riggs. What's up, buddy? 
All right. I'm Rigs almost I'm almost done being sick from Rigs in my crotch says it's time.